Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner. Featuring Jack and Andre. <laughs> Welcome, 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 Jack and Andre, my film lords, back in for another Monday. It's been a couple of weeks apart from each other, and that's sad, but I'm very excited to, to have you both here in my midst. Have you enjoyed your Easter? I absolutely have. What about you? Movies for Easter? Too many movies. Too many movies, but thank God there's finally some good ones that I can't wait to talk about today. That's very exciting. And we even have a double pass, not a double pass, two tickets to give away That's to right. go see Wanda. Tell us a little bit about Wanda. Whoops, excuse me. So Wanda is famous, well-known for being the first mainstream film to be directed, written, produced and starring a woman. Obviously no one can confirm what every single film was made ever, so we can't say hardcore facts, but it was widely known for long time as this pivotal seminist, seminist, seminist seminal, seminal, feminist. seminal feminist film and <laughs> recently in the past few years it's been it's had a resurgence it doesn't there's no anniversary to mark the occasion but it's just come back into the zeitgeist and they've just released a newly yeah. restored edition and everyone's getting very excited about it right so we're asking you to text in what your favourite feminist film is in order to win one of those two tickets and I'm so happy to say that everyone who's texting so far is a supporter of FBI helping to keep the station running which means you're all in the rain to win Jack and Andre are going to pick the winner by the end of movies 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 <laughs> sounds good but uh, first we have a little bit of exciting news for Cez, who texts in that their favourite feminist film was A League of Their Own, with Madonna, Rosie uh, O'Donnell, Ugh. Tom Hanks. Who, who did you guys meet from this film? We met... Oh, my God, what's her name? I've completely forgotten. But she was so, Tank Girl. Tori... Context. Jack and I were trying to catch a lift to, to Sundance a couple of years back now. Humble brag. This time last year. Humble brag. This time last year. And it's pissing down with snow in Park City, Utah. And then we become friends with this woman who's like, oh, I'm driving to Sundance right now. Do you want to come with me and my friend? And we were like, sure, sounds good. And we got her chatting in the car. On their heated seats. Turns out she was in a film. We asked which film. She says, do you know who Madonna is? We both say yes. <laughs> she says, do you know that film, A League of Their Own? Jack and I were like, of course, but we haven't seen it. A classic <laughs> us. And she was like, I was the co-star to Madonna in that film. And we we're like, wow, you were so gave us all the goss, less so. famous than Madonna. And she gave us all this gossip about the film. And we and just... And what was it? What was the goss? Yeah, and, what was the goss? Well, most of the goss was just about how Madonna is just exactly what you expect. Like, when you're on set with her, she is just worshipped and everyone is just flooding towards her. But she also said that she was really fun and that they had a really great time and that she was really professional and hardworking. And they and, all just sort of stopped watching baseball afterwards. Like, I think everyone who was in it to play baseball doesn't really care about baseball anymore. There you go. That's a league of their own. Thanks for texting that one in, <laughs> Let's find out what else is happening more recently in the world of cinema. Movie news. So, tell us about which Charlie's Angel star is getting their own star okay. <laughs> on the Hollywood Boulevard. So, Loki, everyone's fave. Charlie's Angels is actually Lucy Liu, I think. And yeah. she's finally, at the beautiful age of 50, getting her own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is a huge achievement for any Hollywood actor. That's amazing. I, I'm sorry, but what do you need to do to get to that point? Like, what? Get, how do you get a star? It's really funny. I don't think there's actually any barometer or requirements. It's just to be famous AF. Mm-hmm. And Can I just ask, does Drew and Cameron both have their own stars? 2009, 2014. Can you believe that? Yeah, uh, and that really goes to show that, like, if you fight with some white guy like Bill 
Murray, that will stop you from getting a Hollywood star. Is that something that Lucy Liu did? Yeah, famously. It's why Bill Murray didn't come back for Full Throttle, which, honestly, it was better without him. Very... Sorry, controversial. No, no, I think think you're totally right. I think he has always had a rep for being nasty on set, but still gets all of these classic roles. Yeah, and then Lucy gets nominated... Like, she gets labelled as difficult, and... Mm. Anyway, who's her star going to be near? On the bright side, she's being placed right next to the actress Anna May Wong, who is one of the pioneering first golden, golden age, glorious age uh, cinema actresses. Yeah. She was Chinese-American and she worked in Europe and in the US, and they're going to have stars kind of next to each other, which I think is quite beautiful. That's really amazing. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I saw her doing the splits the other night on some talk uh, show. Lucy Liu. <laughs> yeah, Lucy Liu. She's just, a, she's just amazing, like, Fully. amazing woman all around. Can do the splits can act totally oh my god give her, her a pink. two stars oh hey, her tell pink. Uh, more controversially tell us what's happening uh, in the world of cinema news uh, with Burmese filmmaker Min Hitin Coco Gyai yeah, I, we should really say Myanmar. Filmmakers and festival directors mm. are like really, really furious because this filmmaker, Hitin Koko Gyi, has been arrested for allegedly insulting the Myanmar army. He is this prominent filmmaker. He's established, he actually established the Human Rights, Human Dignity Film Festival in Rangoon. And he's reportedly in a really fragile state because he's also been diagnosed recently with cancer. And famous directors and prominent film festival direct chairs worldwide have signed a statement urging prominent for his chairs. release. <laughs> prominent chairs of film festivals. <laughs> Um, have like uh, urging for his release, including directors like David Cronenberg, the Dardenne uh, Brothers, uh, the Rotterdam Film Festival director, Festival, uh, the Carlo Veri um, film direct, film festival director. You can sign a, a, a statement that is pleading for the release of this filmmaker and festival director, and uh, hopefully gets enough traction that he'll find some safety. So, what did he actually do to uh, to piss off the festival directors? Well, any kind of commentary on the Burmese uh, or the Myanmar government is considered bad commentary, and I think there's a lot of uh, issues with expression of speech and filmmaking in general in Myanmar and I think just the concept of having a festival called the Human Rights Film Festival or the Human Dignity Film Festival. Implying that there's a lack of human rights or human dignity. In an extremely uh, you know um, human rights uh, uh, stricken country uh, is problematic Mm. and uh, they they were coming down hard on that. Okay, that's pretty heavy. Have you got any sort of fluffy popcorn news pieces to just uh, bring my mood up a little bit? Luckily, we do to lasso back. So everyone knows that Lizzo, who is currently making waves, has just joined the cast of Cardi B's new film, Hustlers. That's super exciting. Wait, and wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Cardi B has a film coming out. Oh, sorry, you haven't been here for two weeks. Oh, and my gosh. Lizzo is going to be in it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's, <laughs> oh, my uh, it's God. A, um, it I is love Lizzo sh- so much. I'm freaking out. How do we describe this in a, in a log line? Julia Stiles is a is a journalist who discovers this ring of sex workers who basically like slay guys money. And mm. it's gonna. Who else is star? J Lo's in it. Trace to- Lizette, Cardi B, Lizzo. Oh. It's just all these like hot and popping star studded ladies. Film, perhaps. Absolutely. Potentially. Yeah. And then uh, talking about feminist filmmaking as well, Angelina Jolie is joining Kamel um, Nanjiani, who they're gonna take Marvel in a new direction after their kind of like American Dream ending of Endgame. They're taking it to sort of a less white bro t- territory. And Chloe Zhao is gonna be directing it, who made the indie hit last year, The Rider, that was like criminally not released here outside of festivals. That's true, actually. So she's now gone from making this, like, indie hit uh, to directing the next Marvel film with Angelina Jolie. And it's going to feature the first openly gay character, which is apparently something that's going to happen. Which took 22 Marvel films in 10 years to Mm. not do. 
Well, text in your favourite <laughs> and <laughs> text in your favourite feminist film uh, for a ticket to Wanda. We are still open and taking your submissions. What's oh. your favourite? Oh, I'm um, I'm not sure yet. Come, okay. let, let's yeah. come back to me. I haven't had time to think about it yet. But 0409-945-945. Don't forget to include your name. Here's one from Bunny Michael. Want to be your wifey? Okay, this mouse has been playing up on me all morning and it's finally decided... To stop. <laughs> to stop. That's fine, because I thought of a working. sports film and a feminist film that we both can get on board with, Andre. And I can sing a song right now. So. It's Bend It Like Beckham. Oh, genius, genius. Juicy, juicy mangoes. Uh, juicy, juicy mangoes. That is actually a film that my parents definitely showed me because they wanted to teach a young Ange about feminist film. And about Kira Knightley. Oh, definitely about Kira Knightley. I did see Pirates of the Caribbean straight afterwards, though. Oh, well, that's fine. That's also, fine. I mean, I don't know. Um, do you guys want to get straight into two reviews? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's just launch straight into We're two reviews. We're having a little bit of uh, technical issues here, but... That's fast track. On. No, no, no. Two reviews. Two reviews. Give me more reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Okay, so we've got... Uh, 1985 and Gloria Bell Bell on two reviews today. So which film lord will be going first? I'll be going first, as per usual. I'll be reviewing Gloria Bell. And let me just say, having a mother in her 60s, if it's taught me anything, it's that middle-aged women not only exist, but they have lives and they're waiting to be turned into stories, preferably by a chic restaurant reservation-making woman like Julianne Moore, who is so fancy she makes Alzheimer's look like an iPhone commercial. And her new film, Gloria Bell, which is by Sebastian Lilio, directed of a fantastic woman, low-key my favourite feminist film, is in control of some highly strung-out but well-curated dramedy. Julianne plays a working woman who just likes to dance! And she lives in LA! And she lives in a building! And she works in an office! <laughs> and she drives a Prius! And Sebastian Lilia obviously cares about cinema, so every cut, song choice, and shot feels so deeply expressed and thought about, including his trademark flute work, fluttering in the background of Julianne watching a speck of dust drift off her newly minted Calvin Klein frames. Gloria Bell is a cheesy middle-aged dramedy with class and comedic timing, and that's class spelt without dollar signs. JB, you love this, then you hated it, then you love this, then you hated it, then you loved it, then you hated it. Where do you stand now? Oh, it's so hard sandwich between so many good films. I, I love it. Like Obviously, I love mm. Sebastian Lilio. I think he's like the genius at making little moments imminent, so little choices that she makes that he thinks are good. Mm. He puts this little flourishing flute, mm. and then he'll leave these red flags that she should notice but doesn't, just completely silent. Like, the fact that this guy she starts seeing, played by John Turturro, runs a paintballing place and says mm. men just love to play war. Yeah, he's Ooh. such a wild loser, isn't he? <laughs> he's such a loser. And uh, I also love that how in this film there are so many iconic men in it, like John Turturro and Michael Cera, who are playing the characters who are deeply angry and lonely. And also the brother, the brother from Everybody, Everybody Loves, Loves Raymond, Raymond, who we love secretly. <laughs> who loses it because he wasn't there for it. Sorry, 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 you go back. Gloria Bell getting the two reviews treatment here on Movies, Movies, Movies. Jack and Andre, what would you give Gloria Bell in a word? Ooh, in a word. Glorious. Glorious. Uh, I think I'll just say dreamy. Okay. You can read back over to reviews at movies underscore movies underscore movies underscore on Instagram. Jack, you're doing 1985. Tell us a little bit about this one. I am, but I was going to say, do you want to jump to a song or should I jump into 1985? Should we just go straight Let's through? Let's go straight through it. Okay, obsessed. Yeah. Well, honestly, this movie is like an Easter miracle. And after a bunch of Kiss FM movies like Heck Boy and the Marga Avengers, just what I needed, honestly, to keep doing this job and not turn into a bitter old critic. And we aren't critics. We're lovers. You'll need your electrolytes after 1985 because of the stri- screams and snot bubbles 
I'm sure you'll blow in this movie, which is about a hot gay man trying to tell his not-so-hot religious Texan family that he's going to die from AIDS over a brief Christmas homecoming. It's shot in a razor-head, dark and crunchy black and white and plays out as, like, an anti-Spielberg 80s suburban nostalgia film in a world full of them. It even drags back to the future halfway through. Your eyes and hearts are safe from the home-brand Netflix production value or demanding awards season sentimentality. Yen Tan and his team create a film where every shot holds and vibrates with the just effortless goodness of its main character. It's underexposed and, like, he could totally lose it at his parents, but they aren't these totally evil southerner homophobes we've come to expect from movies like this. They're nice. His mum and ex-girlfriend, played by Virginia Madsen and Jamie Chung, are fucking cool because of course they are. And his moody brother loves Madonna. Gay... I know a lot of you will probably buy into the candy romantic 1950s Marga imagery that is Marvel and shoveling down willing and paying throats this weekend. But if you can find a cinema that hasn't had every single session taken by a Disney Corp warmongering propaganda film, Oof. then 100% watch this gay ass perfect movie and go on. It's okay to cry. Do you mind if I just say. 1985 le- on two. <laughs> 1985. Uh, later on in the show, we have an interview with Anna Kokinos who talks about homophobic gays and there's something about homophobic gays that pollute so much queer cinema and this film is not that. This film is not that. This it's film is so beautiful, tender, and joyous, and it's queer, but not in like a spiteful way, or not even in like a like and a campy, facky way. Black and white it. shot on film, but not in a pretentious way. Mm. Like, how is this film so just effortless and easy to watch, but at the same time, just like challenging and nuanced? And okay, okay. Sorry, can, sorry, I, can, sorry. I sta- can I stand in my oh. truth? Can stand I stand in your truth? Ryan Murphy, you got to watch this. <gasps> I said it. I'm sorry, Ryan Murphy. <sighs> King of Queer, gotta watch this. 1985, in a word, Jack and Andre. Unmissable. All hyphenated, gotta watch this. This is Yesaya with Fluttering in the Floodlights. Keep your texts coming in for your favourite feminist film, 0409 945 945. You're on Movies, Movies, Movies. Sydney Spotlight when we return. Rat Hammock on FBI 94.5 with Ghost, followed on from Yaysayer. Fluttering in the floodlights. You are on Movies, Movies, Movies. I'm joined by Jack and Andre, our film lords, like I am every Monday from 10.10. Some to find out a little bit more about what's happening around town. What's happening? Sydney Spotlight. So, as we all know, uh, oh, Jack's pointing to Cinema Reborn, which is what we have to talk about because we're giving away tickets to the film Wonder, and it's part of Cinema Reborn, which is a festival screening rare films to shine a light on the long history of the art of cinema from the archives to Randwick Ritz in Sydney. It's always hard to say Randwick. Randwick Ritz. Ritz. Cinema Reborn at Randwick. <laughs> Cinema Reborn. Anyway, we've been asking you to text in your favourite feminist film, and we have had some amazing submissions, one of whom from Gab the Love, which we really wanted to give a ticket to, but unfortunately Unfortunately, because you're not a supporter, Gab, we can't give out prizes to anyone who isn't a supporter of the station. But if you do want to become one, it's as simple as heading along to fbiradio.com slash support and pledging a bit of money to help us keep uh, Sydney arts, music, culture and movies at the forefront here on the station. So our winners will be Sez, who said a league of their own. Uh, You guys were certain about that one. Mm. So Sez, you have won a ticket that will be here for you to pick up or or on um, the door. Get Sez to send her name through and we'll sort that out. And we'll email you. And our our other... 
competitors are. I'll let you guys pick on the spot. We have Cienzo with The Witch. We have Amy with 20th Century Women. Benji, Basic Instinct. And Jerry with Barbarella. I love Barbarella, but... Greta Gerwig! Greta Gerwig! Amy, congratulations. You have won that other ticket to go see Wanda at the Randy So we'll email you with all the details. Now tell me what else is happening for Sydney Spotlight. So last but very much not least, Jack and I have been blessed to be able to interview as many as we can of the women who are presenting films in the Essential Australian Women Directors 10 Trailblazers selected by David Stratton as part of the Sydney Film Festival this year. Basically, instead of the, f- the film festival just showcasing one director... Like Scorsese like or Scorsese, Kurosawa, like they've done in the past. Which is what's been in the past. Uh, David Stratton has picked 10 famous Australian female directors and they're showing works throughout the festival. And we got to chat with Anna Kokinos, who's this fabulous queer director who basically made the most famous queer Australian film after Priscilla. And we which just is? Ha- head which on. is Head On. But we're not talking about that film. The film that's screening in the selection is a film called Blessed. But we spoke to her about queerness, filmmaking, uh, t- taking risks. And uh, we're really excited to share it with you. And if you go onto the FBI website, we'll upload all the details on how to get tickets to see Blessed. But until then, here's a chat that we had with Anna Kokinos. And we also, like, on the website, on fbiradio.com forward slash movies, we put our full length interviews up as well, which will probably go up during the festival. Let's so take a listen. When you revisit a film like we're going to do with your film Blessed, is it Blessed or Blessed? I'm so sorry that I don't know that. <laughs> like I've blessed. seen the film, but blessed. it's Blessed. <laughs> um, um, when, you, when you revisit a film like Blessed at uh, the Sydney Film Festival and it's remastered and it's finding a whole new audience, what kind of emotions do you go through or are you going through? Look, I'm really excited. I'm, I really, uh, I mean, I love the film. It's a very um, moving film, I think, and I'm really pleased that it's part of the retrospective. And I think for audiences who haven't seen the film before, you know, I think it'll be a revelation. There's actually quite a lot of humour in the film. I think there's a lot of delicate emotions in the film, as well as being a film that also has very strong, strong and powerful emotions as well. And I really loved the way I could sit back and feel the audience, feel the film. And um, that, as a filmmaker, is probably, you know, the best experience one can have. I want to ask you what the danger is that you're exploring, that you're interested in. I know that Head On was exploring just the danger of being, you know, in the closet or openly queer these days. What's the danger? Well, I think that, I mean, there's always danger. There's always some kind of danger, but you know, for particularly for young people, for queer people, they're on a journey of discovery to work out who they are, to work out how they fit in. And those questions remain just as relevant today as they did 20 years ago. You know, despite the fact that we have same-sex marriage, there is still a level of homophobia in the community that's profound, you know. And I think that um, being able to... Um, express oneself outside the sort of heterosexual norms are really critical, you know. I don't know how to phrase this question, but it it does feel like, okay, while there's some greater acceptance in other ways, there's more of an expectance to follow a certain path or it feels like queerness is... Oh, yeah, totally. We're having, like, homophobic gays taking over the world. Yeah. Oh, look, I completely agree with that, yeah. (laughs) Which (laughs) Which is really scary. And that's why it's so beautiful to, like have people championing uh, that you have to take your own journey and you have to really figure out who you are rather than, you know, yeah. you have to take and, risks. And being able to express 
Um, I mean, it's it's about expressing difference, you know, really fundamentally, and and you know there is a kind of a level in which people still fear that difference, um, and what we're really on about is being able to celebrate it. Duh. Uh, Anna Kokonos, uh, she is sharing her film Blessed, which came out in 2009 at the Sydney Film Festival as a part of 10 Trailblazers, Essential Australian Women Directors. So these are films across Australian film history that have been directed the, uh, by women. Jackie said just before that Babadook is also on mm-hmm. the line. Jennifer Kent's Babadook. We're working hard to get Jennifer Kent on the phone as well, y'all. We know how much you want that interview. Yeah, if you're listening, Jennifer... So, if you, don't, if you want to know more, it's on between Thursday 2nd of May. Oh, this is Cinema Reborn. Cinema Reborn, 2nd of May to the 6th of May. Student tickets are $16, adult tickets are 17 And if you want to find out about the Sydney Film Festival films, just hop onto their website. It's not yeah. for a couple of months, so you have plenty of time. On the text line, a film lord saying, Oh my God, Paul Capsus in Head On was <gasps> divine. The book... <sighs> is as good as the movie. Oh. We sat next to Paul Capsis at the Film Critics Circle of Australia Awards and it was such a rewarding experience to eat cubed cheese next to him. Uh, listen up listen up for the uncut version of our interview. We talk about Paul Capsis. So whoever texted that in, uh, keep an eye on iTunes and the FBI website. Yeah, don't forget, you can always go to fbiradio.com slash movies for more of anything you've heard today. We are going to be posting links to Cinema Reborn where Wanda is showing and a huge congratulations to Cez and Amy for winning tickets to that. And, of course, as well, the Sydney Film Festival, Essential Australian Women Directors, Ten Trailblazers, who you just had an interview with one of them, Anna Kokonos. Thank you so much to her as well for coming on and chatting to you guys. And Jack and I have some parting words for all the film lords out there. One, two, three. Leave, Leave her, her alone. And <laughs> give it Leave her some money. Sorry, I fucked it up. Leave her alone. Leave and who alone? Give her some give money. Give her some money. That's it. Who? <laughs> everyone. Just to everyone. All women. Right, this is like a little sign-off, is it? Yeah. Leave Very- her alone. Give her yeah, some money. Yeah, shamefully <laughs> ruined by I'm <laughs> okay, we'll work on that. Hey, we're going to be chatting to the Sydney DIY punk group White Dog very soon. A little bit later in the show, I have YBN Corday here with Have Mercy. Language warning, you're on mornings, FBI 94.5. I'll catch you guys next week. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.